and welcome into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of The Morning Rush, which you can catch every weekday morning from 6 to 9 on ESPN Arkansas. You can also check out our website at hitthatline.com for all types of great interviews, articles, podcasts, videos, whatever it is dealing with the Arkansas Razorbacks. Be sure to check it out at hitthatline.com. We're going to be joined by Bubba Carpenter, the color commentator for the Razorback Baseball Broadcast. He actually joined me on the Morning Rush, and I'm going to have that interview for you to break down the upcoming series against LSU, which we'll talk about here in just a little bit. Also, a pretty uh, interesting comments made by Paul Feinbaum, or boy Paul and, uh, and what he says about how Clemson has surpassed Alabama. We'll get into all of that. But first, got to start with the Razorback baseball team taking on LSU this weekend, which we all know exactly what it means and how important it is and all that. We pretty much covered that in most of the podcasts that uh, pretty much have been leading up into this game. Even uh, in the previous weeks, had this game circled or this series circled against LSU. And uh, for many reasons, one, that LSU is one of the better, if not the best, program in the SEC when it comes to baseball success that they've had in their history. And uh, that goes into it. There's another thing is that it's just LSU. You just hate LSU. And we all hate LSU. It's If you're an Arkansas fan, it just comes in your blood, comes in your DNA. They're, they're not as bad as Texas in some people's minds, but they're still just one of those teams that you just don't like. But what's fascinating about this series between Arkansas and LSU is that Arkansas has not won a regular season series versus LSU since 2011. 2011. That's been, it's been eight years. Eight long years. And if there was ever a losing streak against a particular team in a particular sport that really doesn't make much sense, it's got to be this one. Because let's be honest, folks, if you look at some of the other losing streaks that you have in other sports, like in football, you haven't beaten Alabama since 2006. Yeah, that one's self-explanatory because Nick Saban's there. You also have not beaten Texas A&M in football since 2011. Now, it seems like every single game has been close. You've gone to overtime almost every single game. Uh, and, and it's not to say that A&M has just had that much better teams than you, but you as a football program since that time, since 2011, which we all know what happened there, you just haven't been the same team. You haven't been as good of a team. So even though it's frustrating, even though you feel like there's times you were the better team than A&M, your football success hasn't really equated, so therefore you can kind of understand that. Same with basketball in Kentucky. You haven't beaten them since 2014. The last time you beat Kentucky was at Rupp Arena in 2014, where you beat them twice in one year, and Arkansas went to the NIT that season. But hey, it's Kentucky basketball. You can kind of make sense out of it all. But when it comes to LSU and baseball, they're a program that over the past eight years has been pretty much like you. In fact, some could make the argument that you and I, as an Arkansas have been a better program than LSU. Some of you could argue the other way, and that's fine. But there's no doubt that both of these programs in LSU and Arkansas are by far two of the more elite programs, not only in the conference, but in the country. And if you even don't believe that, just look at attendance. I know Mississippi State, with their new ballpark, they've been able to up their games and show how many people go there. But there's no doubt that Bomb Stadium, and uh, where LSU plays at, I, don't, I can't remember the name of the stadium off the top of my head, but uh, where they play at, though, is two of the premier parks that everyone wants to be at, everyone wants to play at, and everyone enjoys playing at, and knows the atmosphere that goes along with it. But I feel like this weekend might be the weekend where it all comes to an end. Where Arkansas finally 
gets that monkey off their back and beats LSU in a regular season series. I mean, how sweet would that be? You're already on top of the SEC West by two games. You've already essentially wrapped up a spot in the regional, hosting a regional for sure. And if you were able to win this series against LSU, I believe that you would have a spot as a national seed all wrapped up. So there's a lot riding on this series. LSU has a lot riding on it too because they're three games behind you in these SEC West. And LSU's hoping to host a spot. They got some work to do because there's a lot of great teams in the SEC, specifically in the SEC West, and they got to get the wins when they can. So there's a lot riding for both of these teams. But I feel like this is where it's going to happen. This is the series where it's going to happen. Arkansas has been playing great. They have been on a wrecking crew. I mean, what was it, nine straight games in SEC play that they had won before losing game three to Kentucky? Which, no shame in that. You had, a, you had one out with a man on, fir, on third base with a chance to tie it. So it's not like you got blown out or anything like that. You've been playing really good baseball. And LSU has been struggling to find some consistency. They would smoke a team one weekend and then get swept by a team the next. None of it really made any sense. But what I do know is that this baseball team has it all coming together at the right time. And this series against LSU means a lot more. And it really doesn't make sense that it's been this long. Since 2011, and you've been able to have a series victory in the regular season? Can't happen. But it certainly gives you the feeling, though, folks, that if Arkansas does win this series against LSU, you feel like now this could be a season where they – where it's, a dest it's destiny. Stars are aligning. It's when the crazy things start happening, the unbelievable things start happening, the miraculous things start happening, or, in this case, the things that haven't happened in a very long time begin happening. Is where you start to feel like this season's a little different. Last year was great. Last year was great. Didn't end the best way, but you were right there. I'm not going to put any guarantees on it, but if you beat LSU this weekend and win two out of three at least, I think the stars are starting to align. And I think you can start believing that this team truly, truly has what it takes to make it back to Omaha and back to the College World Series final. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. All right, moving on into the next segment of the Locked on Razorbacks podcast. I want to go a little SEC on you before we're joined here by Bubba Carpenter uh, to talk a little bit about um, the uh, baseball series coming up this weekend against LSU. But Paul Feinbaum, uh, of course, we all know who Paul Feinbaum is. We love Feinbaum. He, had, he has come out and said, uh, he was actually on an interview on a radio show there in Alabama, that he feels Clemson has surpassed Alabama as a program. Mighty bold talk for a one-eyed fat man. But when I heard that, I didn't have the reaction that I thought I would. I immediately thought I'd have a reaction. was like, wow, Feinbaum's just trolling, just looking for clicks, looking to get his name out there, looking to be crazy. I didn't have that reaction. In fact, dare I say, folks, that I... I kind of agreed with him. Now, hear me out. 
I am not saying that Nick Saban and Alabama have taken a major step back and that they are no longer going to win any more national championships or compete for national championships or anything like that. So I just want to make that clear. But I do think, however, just given the state of things and where the programs are at and where the coaches are at, Clemson has a really good chance right now, we'll see how it goes this year, to become Alabama, the new Alabama. You always want to. You always get tired of hearing people say that. Who's going to be the next Tiger Woods? Who's going to be the next Tom Brady? Who's you know? Because I get that. You get tired of that. But if you look at it legitimately, folks, Dabo Sweeney is forty nine years old. He's forty nine years old. He's a young buck in this game. He's already got two national championships. Both of them coming against Alabama. He's got a freshman phenom quarterback. He's got recruiting classes that are ranking top five every single year. He plays in a conference that's starting to get better. Still not to the same level of the SEC, but better. He has, a, he has a machine that has been built over there. He has a culture that has been built over there, and it is a winning one, and it is a winning at a high-level one. But you're getting to the point now, too, folks, and you're seeing how many players are going into the NFL and getting drafted from Clemson. Look at it, though. Look at it. If you're a player where there's two schools that you were interested in, that have offered you scholarships. It doesn't matter your position, Clemson or Alabama. Both of which have been able to produce a lot of great NFL players and put players in the NFL draft. Both programs winning national championships. Both programs with a lot of tradition. Both programs with all the amenities and all the support that you could need to be successful. All those things. And really the only difference, what it comes down to, is coaches where you have Nick Saban and his type of coaching or Dabo Sweeney and his type of coaching, what are you going to go with? Because me personally, I respect Nick Saban. But Dabo Sweeney has a program that looks like it's a lot more fun, a lot more family-oriented, a lot more relative and relatable to me if I'm a high school kid. They look like the cooler program. Now, does that really matter in the grand scheme of things? Probably not. But I think in the end, it'll matter to 18, 17 and 18-year-old kids. Clemson's the cooler program right now. And if they won another national championship this year, which we all could totally see it, and if they beat Alabama in the process, Dabo Sweeney's got it going on, folks, and Clemson's going to be the new Alabama. And you know what? I'm happy with that. Because they're a program, they're a culture, and they have a coach in Dabo Sweeney that's very easy to root for. So Paul Feinbaum's comments aren't really that much crazy to me. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. Let's go to the phone lines and welcome in the color commentator for the Razorback baseball program and on the broadcast alongside Phil Elson, Bubba Carpenter, to talk a little bit more about the Razorback baseball team. Good morning, Bubba. How you doing? What's going on, fellas? How y'all doing this morning? Uh, we're doing really great, and we've been talking about this upcoming series between Arkansas and LSU and how it's being the final home series of the regular season for Arkansas, being LSU where there's always a little bit extra emotion into it. I mean, this is going to be setting up for a great series and a big one for both teams involved, Bubba. Oh, it's going to be fun. You know, anytime we play LSU, it's, 
it's crazy, and there's there's always something. It seems like ev- something seems to happen every series. And, you know, I didn't realize that we had lost 13 out of 14 series to LSU until I was talking to Phil Elson about it. And But it's just it's just amazing every year, you know, something seems to happen. And so it'll be interesting to see, you know, what, what goes wrong this year. But I, I tell you what, I think we're getting them at a good time. We're hot right now, and they're struggling to pitch in. Um, should be some big crowds at Bomb Walker, and so hopefully, I hope it's going to be a good weekend for us. And, and sorry about the background noise, guys. I got caught out in a rainstorm, so <laughs> I'm in my truck. So I hope you can hear me all right. No, don't and worry, we, we got you. you. Didn't know if he was making popcorn for the weekend or if you're in a rainstorm. <laughs> hey, you, you mentioned that the drought Arkansas's had winning series against LSU, and it, it hasn't really kept Arkansas from having successful postseason runs, but. What do you chalk it up to? Because LSU hadn't always been the better team for the season, but they've gotten the best of Arkansas since 2011. What do you attribute that to? And as a player, how do you approach it to make it different this weekend? Well, it's a new year, so you don't even think back about the rally possum and all the other crap that's happened. You just go out there and you take care of business on Thursday night. I tell you what, and this is a tough team, guys. They're they're resilient. I mean, they they find a way to win, and that's what good teams do. And these guys aren't thinking about anything that's happened in the past. I guarantee when they go out on that field Thursday night, they're, they're ready to win that game and then uh, move on to Friday and do the same. And it's just the mindset that they have, and, and they get it from Dave Van Horn. And I, I tell you what, it's, it's been so much fun to watch these guys play this year. It's me with Bubba Carpenter, the color commentator for Razorback Baseball, right now on the Morning Rush. Bubba, just looking at the season in general and comparing it to last year, as if you just look at records and SEC play and all that, this team through this point in time this season has a better record than what this team had last year, and we all know how great that team was. Are you surprised in seeing just how great this team is doing right now, especially considering all they lost from last season? Absolutely, guys. I tell you what, I'm I'm a pretty much if you've listened to me on the radio, I guess I guess I'm pretty much a, a homer <laughs> on the radio, but but going into the season, looking at what we lost, you know, position player-wise, pitching-wise, I didn't think there's any way we would be here. And, and I'm a glass-half-full guy. But but I tell you what, hats off to, to Van Horn and, and uh, Matt Hobbs, Nate Thompson, Taylor Smart, the whole staff, Clay Goodwin, everybody involved. They've done such a great job of putting this team together and kind of assembling the pieces and and finding out what works. And, and, you know, Dave's a master of that, kind of putting this puzzle together. And and then, and then hey, credit the guys. They've gone out there and battled every weekend. And, you know, it's amazing where we're at right now. Number four in the nation, um, a chance to win the West outright and possibly the overall SEC title. I mean, it's, it's impressive what they've done. But once again, I, I just think it goes back to the culture and the atmosphere that we have here. You know, Van Horn has built, you know, a true program to where year in and year out we're competing nationally. And, and man, it's just awesome to see. Bob, I heard Phil make the comment or, or read the stat last weekend about Arkansas. I think it's 14 triples they have on the season, and, and Casey Martin's inside the park home run. And he was making the point about the overall team speed. You've gotten to watch it up close this year, and uh, this is one of the fastest teams and one of the best teams that Dave has ever had at running the base paths. Uh, give us a, an idea of, of where that can really show up in the postseason and down this stretch for Arkansas and a team that can get some extra bases because of the overall team speed that this roster possesses. Right. Well, it's a fun team to watch. And, 
you know, last year Dave joked about it was it was a, a brand of baseball where you kind of just sat back and waited for the three run homer. This year, there's so many things. You know, when you talk about speed, a lot of people talk about the stolen bases, but there's so much more than that. I mean, we've got guys that can go first to third on a base hit. We can hit and run. Um, we can score from first on a ball in the gap. I mean, there's just so many things this team can do um, that last year's team couldn't. And and it's fun to watch. I tell you, I know as a coach, I love coaching speed. You know, the the big thing, everyone ever said speed kills. But I tell you, there's just so many more things you can do with it. And, and once again, Dave Van Horn's found a way to kind of change his, from what he did last year to, to this season, to kind of mesh with this team. And it's, and it's worked great, and it's exciting to watch. And, you know, not even offensively, just defensively as well. I mean, they make some plays on defense that you're just scratching your head like, wow, how did he get to that ball? You know, but but it really is a, a, a fun brand of baseball to watch. And then at the same time, hey, we, we have some guys in the lineup that can play pepper with the scoreboard if they need to. You know, it's not just a lot of small ball. I mean, there's times that Dave will – He'll he'll opt not to bunt, and then next thing you know, a guy's hitting a gapper or maybe banging one off the wall. And so, you know, it's it's fun to see. Well, let's talk a little bit about the pitching group. I mean, you know that Isaiah Campbell, the get the Friday starter, and saw what he was able to do last year. There was excitement about him being the ace this year. He's done a really good job. But now you've also seen the emergence of Patrick Wicklander become the game two starter, the Saturday starter, and how well he's done. And then Connor Nolan, he's found his spot. He's been the game three starter most of the time. He's had some good games, but he's also has times when he struggled. Just what of overall do you think of the performances by those three guys specifically and uh, the job that they're doing so far? First of all, Isaiah Campbell's just dominant. I mean, the guy, he's got everything it takes. I mean, he looks like a major league pitcher every time he gets up on the mound. Uh, he's got four-plus pitches. Um, and this year, the difference in Isaiah is he's got the confidence to go with that. And then you've got two freshmen. And, you know, we all know, we talked early on about the toughness of Connor Nolan. Um, the one thing that worried me early on is he's probably a guy that's never really had to deal with much, much adversity. As, as odd as that is to say, because baseball is a game of failure, but, but he's always had success. So what impressed me the most about Connor Nolan is when he struggled early on, he got that midweek start and threw a couple of really good innings, kind of got his, his swagger back and his, his confidence, and then he's been out there dealing ever since. Um, you know, he's a guy that's going to be a really good SEC pitcher down the road. Um, I, I don't worry about him at all. I know last week he gave up a couple of home runs, but if he, he relies on his two-seamer. He got his two-seamer up to a couple of good hitters. They hit it over the fence. There's nothing to worry about. I expect him to go out and do really well this weekend. And then, you know, Patrick Wicklander, another freshman that's just calm and cool. Um, nothing phases him. He pitches like a he, – he really pitches like a junior or senior when he's out there on the mound. It's just nothing phases him. I joked around on the radio last week before the Tennessee game or two weeks ago. I was in the in the PDC Center right before the game, and, you know, most pitchers are up and they're pacing around the starting pitcher nervous. He's just leaned back in a chair, and we're just sitting there talking. And, and like, dude, you got a game in 30 minutes, and he was just California cool, man. Nothing phases him. And so it's really neat. Plus, on top of that, he's got the stuff to go with it. And so – it's exciting to think that we've got those two guys, uh, Connor Nolan and, and Patrick Wicklander, for, for three more years or two more years after this year as starters in the SEC. So it's uh, it's fun to watch. I don't know how much you keep up with the landscape outside of the SEC, but uh, what do you think the landscape is for Arkansas on the path for one of those top eight national seeds? What does Arkansas need to do these last two weekends and possibly in Hoover 
to be uh, not just a top eight national seed, but maybe one of the top four national seats? Well, I think the schedule breaks out really good for us. We're, we've got Ole Miss and Mississippi State playing each other this weekend. They're the two teams trailing us. So they're going to beat up on each other this weekend. You know, the the thing is, is hey, we're the, we're the lead dog right now, and it's a lot better view when you're the lead dog. So I, I like where we're at. We don't have to worry about anything else. We can go out and take care of business. Some people have said three and three will get us the national seed, but – Man, let's just go out and win as many as we can. I guarantee if you Dave, ask Dave Van Horn, he's like, let's take, let's let's go six for six. But I really think three, three. If we go three and three, we're in good shape. Um, but boy, if we go four and two, we're we're basically a lock. And and I really do like the way the schedule sets up for us um, with the teams that are playing each other that are trailing us. I think we're in good shape, and so. You know, like I said, it's it's really just a matter of us going out and playing Razorback baseball, and if that happens, at the end of the day, we're going to end up on top. Bubba, real quick before we let you get out of here, I know it's a couple of weeks away, but with the SEC tournament coming up and the amount of great teams that are going to be playing, and I mean, the SEC is just brutal, but something that's always been discussed as far as, you know, how much do you invest into the SEC baseball tournament, especially for your team like Arkansas that's going to look like being at least a one or two or three seed? How much do you really invest? Do you really go all in on it? Do you want to exhaust your pitchers? I mean, how do you approach something like that in the SEC baseball tournament if you're a team like Arkansas that's been really good? Well... Okay, if you're a guy like Dave Van Horn who hates to lose, it's tough to go in there, you know, without the mission to win it. But you look at the track record, if you look at all the stats, the teams that typically go deep in the SEC tournament lose early in a regional. So I, I really think the way we'll handle that is I think they'll go in there, they'll get their starters, their innings, and then get them out, and they're not going to do anything crazy to, to overtax them. They're probably going to try to keep their guys on a regular schedule as much as possible. You know, I wouldn't even be surprised if they, we went in Wednesday and Thursday, maybe threw a guy that wasn't a weekend guy and saved Isaiah later in the week just to kind of keep him on that regular routine. But, you know, that's that's me just kind of speaking for Dave Van Horn, which I probably shouldn't do. But, <laughs> you know, it really isn't that important, to be honest with you. And And I'm a guy that hates to lose, and I know Van Horn is as well. But it really doesn't mean that much. If we lock up that national seed, we can win the SEC West or the overall title. You know, we just go down there and get a little work in and then come back and, and get ready for a regional. Bubba Carpenter, the color commentator for the Razorback Baseball Broadcast. Really appreciate you joining us, Bubba, and also appreciate you putting up with Phil every single broadcast, yeah. man. It's appreciated. <laughs> I tell you what, hey, we have a good time up there, fellas. It's a, it's a lot of fun and uh, really looking forward. I've already talked to Phil a couple times this week, and uh, I, and we're looking forward to this weekend, and I hope all the fans come out at Baumwalker and just make it crazy out there, and let's just put a beat down on LSU. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. 